Welcome to AM Best Audio. U.S. private passenger auto insurers recorded sizable underwriting losses in 2021, and the negative trends have continued this way in 2022. Here to discuss an AM Best report on the personal auto segment is David Blades, Associate Director, Industry Research and Analytics. And David, according to the report, the private auto insurers have struggled to stay ahead of the headwinds. Is there a confluence of events or is there any one thing that you might be able to point to that's driving those results? I think if there's an epitome of a line being affected by a confluence of events, this will be at private passenger auto. I think when you look at the, the main uh, risk factors that have been causing the deterioration in the results that we've seen even through the third quarter of this year. You've got rate inadequacy, um, and that's coming through in you know the results, you know some adverse uh, reserve development. But just if you look at the, the results being posted by from top to bottom, the, the, the insurers, private passenger auto insurers, the fact that the rates don't seem to be adequate for the rising claim costs, you know that's you know a key factor right there. Just the inflationary pressures that we're seeing on uh, claim costs. You know, obviously the technological advancements in cars is causing um, claim costs from a physical damage perspective uh, to increase. And, and as I said, rates haven't really been kind of keeping up with that. Uh, you've got you know this whole supply chain issue and how that's slowing down the overall claim process, causing you know you know, used cars and, and even rental cars to car costs to go up. And that's adding to um, the overall cost claim costs that uh, auto insurers are dealing with. And also, we've seen some negative sort of driving habits come out of, you know, the post pandemic era, um, or, or actually probably started in 2020 during the pandemic, when we started to see higher fatality rates, you know, 2020 roads were more open because there were fewer cars on the road. But now, even since then, we're seeing for the cars that are on, on, on the roadways, we're seeing just more of them traveling at higher speeds, more speeding. And we're seeing uh, that result also in higher fatality rates, distracted driving also playing a part in that. So you look at all those things. And, and like I said, there, there are even you know some other factors that are involved, truly a confluence of events that have been uh, causing the deterioration in the private passenger auto market. Do you think insurers will be able to turn things around simply by raising rates come renewal time? I think it's going to be tough just by uh, raising rates. You know, you've, if you look at it, like I said, some of the factors are just fundamental factors that need to be addressed from an underwriting perspective. Uh, when you when you talk about, you know, again, drivers that are driving at, at higher speeds, distracted driving, some of those factors aren't just going to be um, addressed just because companies got a rate increase. I think more things from a societal standpoint, from a regulatory standpoint, are going to have to help, even from a legislative perspective, uh, help from from that perspective. You know, I think when you look at insurers having to file rates, then get them approved in order to then implement them, that also plays a part um, in how soon those companies are able to address the deteriorating uh, trends that they see or, or, or the negative trends that they see and how fast those steps that they do take can manifest themselves, hopefully. We still have issues from a supply chain standpoint. Um, you know, there's talk that we might finally start seeing the, the, you know, the issues with the supply chain um, really show some notable improvement, uh, maybe by the third quarter of 2023, maybe by the end of 2023. But, you know, obviously, they're still going to have a negative impact until that point on claim costs, or, or they'll continue to have that negative impact. So I, I think just rate increases um, 
by themselves are not going to spur the, you know, the immediate turnaround. I think, again, some fundamental improvements in addition to underwriting and pricing change are what, what's going to be needed. So there's a whole lot of companies that write auto insurance. Are these challenges across the board or are the uh, bigger companies able to blunt the results? Well, I think if you look at, and, and we did look at uh, in the report, let's look at the top 20 writers of private passenger auto in terms of uh, net premiums or even direct premiums written. 10 of those companies produced combined ratios above 100, meaning that they're, they're losing money uh, for, or they're losing more than a dollar for every dollar that they take in. Um, so we've seen, you know, we've seen that and that's half of, of the top 20, you know, so that has the, some of the behemoths, obviously, of the market in there. So, you know, it's the leaders obviously aren't impervious to the issues that are impacting the private passenger auto market. I will say that for those 10, uh, for those 10 companies that produced um, a combined ratio over 100, six of them saw their 2021, uh, or saw their results improve at least in, in 2021. So again, even though the, the overall result wasn't good, at least it did show some improvement. So I think, you know, th there's no magic elixir just to being, you know, the, 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 you know, the largest writer in the, in the business or the largest writers in the business. They have to make this, you know, it's the same, almost use a sports analogy, the same blocking and tackling that they need to apply or that any insurer needs to apply in any line of business to make sure that they're successful. Uh, good risk selection, adequate pricing, good claims handling, overall uh, efficient, um, you know, efficient operations to keep your underwriting expenses down. That's what, you know, these companies have, have done for, for the, over the long term. But again, the problems that have been plaguing um, the private passenger auto market, as we mentioned earlier, just the, the myriad problems, the top riders, just because they write the most premium, have not been impervious uh, to, that, to the pain that's being felt in the marketplace. So this segment, as you know, is well known for its advertising, especially by the top riders. Is there any correlation between ad spend and what the results are? Well, I think, you know, the, the companies that spend uh, the most in advertising they pretty much match up company for company, or maybe not in the same order, but company for company with the com uh, companies that produce the most premium. So those, whether it's the progressives, the state farms, the USAA, you know, those companies uh, have been producing the most, inter or have been spending the most, putting the most financial resources into advertising. And they are the ones that, you know, they've been doing it to protect their brand, obviously. And, and they've been successful at that because they've been able to maintain pretty much their, their, you know, their market share. Again, you might see some, uh, you know, some movement within the top 10, but in generally, they've been able to, to stay in, you know, in that area. But, you know, of, of those companies that are in the top 10 over the, you know, let's say the last, since from 2011 to 2021, so that's actually 11 years, you know, six, six of those entities have generated a combined ratio, an average combined ratio over that time period over 100. So again, you're looking at the, the leading carriers, you're looking at a, a long time frame, and you're still seeing that, you know, six of the top 10 have generated combined ratio over 100. So again, meaning that they're not generating profitable or favorable results. So what will it take for this segment to find stable footing? You know, I think more manifestation of, you know, more sophisticated pricing algorithms. And I think, you know, fine tuning those algorithms and combining them with, good risk selection and disciplined underwriting, I think it will help 
from a fundamental standpoint, chip away at some of the unfavorable results. I think the companies are going to have to really assess their portfolio, see where, you know, again, they might have to change some of their risk selection or, or, or some aspect of their risk appetite. I, I think they're also going to just have to address and more effectively address where we're seeing claim costs rise. And again, some of the claim costs are rising because of inflationary pressure. So there are, there are economic reasons for this and, and the companies have to be you know, even more um, effective at addressing uh, those issues in their books and in their underwriting uh, and in their pricing specifically to make sure, okay, as claim costs, if claim costs continue to rise and hopefully at some point level up, that, to make sure that they're, the premiums that they're charging are more effectively addressing uh, you know, the way that those costs are rising. So I think you know, we'll see, you know, and we talk to these companies all the time, our, our, our rating analysts, they've put some of the, um, you know, taken some of the steps and put some of the measures in place. We'll have to see how that stuff plays out. David, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, John. You can find the full report online at ambest.com. For AMBest TV, I'm John Weber. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.